You are listening to episode 41 of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and I'm so excited to welcome Thea Orozco onto the podcast today. She is the founder and creator of Introvertology, and Thea is a mindset and marketing coach for introverted business owners. Through her business, Introvertology, she uses her training as a life coach and her decade worth of experience with social media marketing to help her fellow introverts grow profitable and impactful businesses that fit their personality. And in this episode, you're going to want to stay tuned because we're going to be exploring some of the myths of introverts and shyness, what it means to be introverted, the perception of alone time and how it affects our well-being, and why you don't need to be an extrovert to be a successful business owner. Welcome to the Mindful Productivity Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah Steckler, and this is the place to be to live a more mindful and productive life. If you're ready to turn daily chaos into calm and start your days with intention, then get ready to join me as we dive deep into mindful living and personal productivity. It's time to connect with your true self so you can live the life you want to live. And it all starts now. Thea, thank you so much for being here today. Hi, Sarah. Thank you for having me on the show. Yeah. And before we even jump in, I would love for you to kind of explain a little bit about um, introvertology and kind of how that started and what you're doing with it. Sure. So with introvertology, I call myself a mindset and marketing coach for introverts. And basically, it started about five years ago. I think I'm going to be having my five-year anniversary in a few few months. And it started off just as a hobby because I had I was on Twitter promoting um, another one of my businesses when I saw two people in the span of one week say that they felt like they were broken and reading you know their description of why they were broken it was clear to me that they were just introverts comparing themselves to extroverts mm. so I sent them both a link to Susan Cain's TED talk I think at that point Susan Cain didn't even like she hadn't even published her book Quiet at that point so um, the TED Talk was brand new and I sent them both that, a link to that. And they were very like relieved. They're like, oh my goodness, there's other people like me. And that was the same way that I responded to the word introversion when I started looking into it. Like, oh my goodness, I'm not broken. <laughs> there are other people out there who are like me. So um, I just started a Facebook page and Twitter account just for fun, basically just to tell people, okay, you're not broken if you're an introvert. We're actually 50.7 of the population. And um, it kind of took off. The Facebook page grew to 10,000 likes. Um, the Twitter account kind of grew fairly large too. And I was like, okay, well, maybe there's a way for me to help introverts even more. And I became a life coach, found out that I really loved working with my business clients. And then I transitioned to what I'm doing now. I love that story so much. And I completely relate to that because as I've gotten older, I've really kind of fully embraced my introversion. And I used to think I was really extroverted, um, mm. but a lot of my, like, I just found myself so drained energetically. And I think, I think too, there's a lot of misconceptions about what it means to be introverted or those, there's mm -hmm. those stereotypes that if you are an introvert, then like, you know, you're always at home and you're super quiet and shy. And I think, yeah. I think that a lot of people have a, a lot of different ideas of, of what it's like. And what are some of the like top kind of misconceptions that you find that people have about introverts? 
Well, I think one of the big ones is that we're broken. (laughs) And that's definitely not true. I mean, if you look at some of the big leaders in um, the U.S. history, Abraham Lincoln was supposedly an introvert, people think. Um, A lot of the celebrities out there are introverts. Um, A lot of the business owners out there, Warren Buffett is probably an introvert. Um, People think that um, Elon Musk and Mark Zuckerberg are introverts. So we aren't broken. Um, I think it's really important to know that. And another big misconception is that um, introversion is the same as shyness. Mm-hmm. That's totally not true. Um, there's plenty of shy introverts out there, but there's actually shy extroverts as well. Yeah, those are such good points too. And I know for me, it's um, like I... I think it's hard to explain sometimes that I'm introverted because for me, um, I'm really outgoing. So when I'm around mm-hmm. other people, I'm really outgoing. I'm, I'm not shy, but I really need that alone time. So when I tell people like, oh, hey, like I need, I need the weekend to myself or I'm just going to be reading at home on a Friday night, people are kind of like, what? And mm-hmm. um, so I'd be curious to, to hear just kind of how you started really discovering this about yourself like was there a certain time in your life where you started realizing that you were more introverted or that you were different or anything like that I am not sure if there is a time where I felt where I realized I was different I think I kind of just knew (laughs) I was um and what is kind of interesting also is that my grandmother is very introverted as well but I heard some things from my parents that weren't exactly positive about some of the Mm ways she was an introvert. So she really only had one friend and my father was not um, very supportive of that. He thought it was weird. So I kind of grew up thinking, okay, you know, my grandmother's weird. (laughs) I'm weird. Um, You know, what does that, what does that really make me? Right. Um, Where does that put me in my life? So I kind of knew that was a little different. I didn't have a word for introversion for a long time. So I thought, okay, I'm shy. And I actually was shy, but I conflated the two myself for a very long time, really until um, college when I started doing more extracurricular activities. Like I started a a club called Cheese Lovers United. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I started, you know, kind of showing up as a leader and that was kind of the moment where I realized, okay, there's a difference between what I thought I was and what I actually am. So there's a difference between, you know, introverts, and I didn't have the name then, and shyness, which, you know, I think I had gotten over at that point for the most part. Yeah. And I think it's interesting, too, that I was, you know, learning in the past couple of years that how we perceive loneliness and our time alone really affects like our vagal tone and our overall health. And Mm. one thing I have always struggled with is like, I always feel this pressure, like you have to be more social or you have to spend more of your time going out, doing things with more people. And obviously being introverted is so much more than just social time, but um, or lack thereof. But for me, it was like, I always felt so drained. And so I spent years of my early twenties trying to get out there and trying to do more mm-hmm. things constantly and then just didn't know why I just never really felt like aligned with myself. And I remember mm-hmm. when I read that, you know, it's the perception of isolation and social time that 
essentially affects, you know, our parasympathetic nervous system and, and everything. And when mm. I realized like, oh, like I don't perceive being alone as a bad thing, mm. then then I was able to really like show up and give myself permission for that. And I, I really feel like it, it helped me and my, my mental health a lot. And I know that you really help entrepreneurs specifically kind of embrace more of their kind of introversion and what are some of the ways that you, or what are some of the maybe common themes that come up when you work with clients? Well, I think, you know, one of the main themes again is you're not broken. So um, in business as in life, there can be a lot of shoulds, right? You should be like this. You should do your business like this. Um, You should go to networking events, for instance. Um, You should be on social media 24 seven and do Facebook lives and all of that. And although I'm actually a big fan of Facebook lives, um, I think that all of those shoulds can really get in the way of introverts seeing success because it stops them from looking at their business as something that feeds them Mm. instead of something that they need to put all of their energy into. So that's one thing I see a lot is people just looking at all the gurus out there and thinking, okay, I really need to do this and this and this and this and this in order to get my business off the ground instead of just looking at themselves and seeing, okay, what's the best way for me to run my business for um, my own health and my business's health? Yeah. I really like that take on success too, like how it feeds you. Because I think yeah. we do a lot of things in our life that are externally motivated or are for, our, for the validation from other people or groups in society. And I like that take. Could you speak more to that kind of on like finding a way to nourish your success or, or make it work for you? Sure. Um, I think it's, well, I think it begins by understanding what is your version of success. So um, something I really admire, Gary Vaynerchuk, a huge, huge extrovert. Um, I don't know if you know of Gary Vaynerchuk. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love his stuff. But yeah, sometimes I'm like, whoa. <laughs> yeah, he's a huge expert and he can be a bit much. So I kind of, I go through periods where I'm like really into his stuff and I'm like, okay, you're too much for me. Um, but he, one of the things I like about him is that even though he often talks about hustling and, you know, you need to hustle if you want a multi-million dollar company. He also, if you really listen to what he's saying, he'll throw in there, but you don't need to have a multi-million dollar company if you don't want to. Right. So I think it's really important to know, you know, what's your version of success if you're an uh, entrepreneur or if you're, you know, uh, an employee, a full-time employee, like what's your version of success? Um, is it time alone? Is it having work-life balance or is it getting further up in the career ladder? You know, how are you going to determine what success is? Because, you know, there's that whole, what's that? Um, saying, if you don't know where you're going, any path will take you there. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So I think, you know, being successful really begins with the idea of, okay, what is my vision of success? And um, then look at, okay, how can I get there while being true to myself and my own values? Oh, I really, really like that. Yeah. And I think too, it's hard sometimes for us to set goals, you know, personally, professionally, because we are striving for something that isn't really aligned with who we really are. And I I really, really like that perspective. And two, I know for me, I I read an article while back and I'm going to blank on what the title was or what the website was, but it was something along the lines of like, um, you know, it's okay to want to live a simple life. And that really resonated with me 
because as I kind of map out like, okay, like I'm in my thirties now and I'm like, okay, I should probably start thinking about longer term goals. For the longest time, I thought, you know, that my success would mean, you know, a certain income or a certain lifestyle. And I'm finding that I'm a lot more simple than I thought I might be. Like, there's just really small mundane things that really like ignite me. Like I was having a conversation with my husband the other night. and I was like, you know, I think there's only like a few things that I really need to feel like satisfied on a soul level. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, having a local library, being able to go out in the nature and and all that kind of stuff. And I think when you get clear on what those like simple things are and you align your success that way, you, you really give yourself full permission to, to show up in a way that feels good. And I think that's essentially what it is that you do too with, with everything. And I, I also just love the word introvertology. Like I think that's just so brilliant. I love it so much. Um, what, um, what are some of like your bigger goals in terms of, cause I feel like you're running a business, but I also feel like you've kind of started a movement, you know, you've started a way for people to accept themselves and, and really embrace who they are. Mm. Well, yeah, my bigger goal is really the same as the one I started five years ago with just letting people know that they aren't broken. And in the beginning it started off as, you know, you're not broken because you're an introvert. And I think in the past five years, things have changed a lot and there's been a lot more acceptance about introversion. Um, I was actually just watching two videos. um, I think it was three days ago. Uh, Randomly watched two videos and both of those videos, someone mentioned that they're an introvert and they didn't mention it as if, you know, as an excuse, they just mentioned it as, okay, here's how you can understand me a little more. I'm an introvert. Mm. And so I think introversion really has um, kind of made its way into the cultural consciousness a lot more. So I feel like my goal right now isn't so much saying, okay, you're an introvert, you're not broken. It's more like, okay, you're an introvert. And the way to see introversion is as, you know, this is a way that you can grow as a person and not see it as okay introversion is just a a list of things that you have to um be aware of like instead of oh i need to conserve my energy it's like okay well i can expand my energy this way so it's Mm -hmm. a list of attributes versus um detriments I like that kind of how you can thrive as an introvert instead of how it hinders you and how you can cope with it, right? Yeah. So that's kind of been a a tweak I've been seeing in my own own way of showing up on the internet and my own message. Yeah. I'd love to hear just from your personal experience, like what are things that really help energize you? Well, that's a good question. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kind of still trying to figure that out myself. Yeah. Um, It used to be knitting and then what happened? So I think the reason why I I don't really have a good answer for you is that um, I get bored of things quickly. (laughs) So it used to be knitting, but I'm not really into knitting anymore. And then it was playing the ukulele. I'm not really into playing the ukulele anymore. Um, And then reading, of course, but now I can, I have such a short attention span that I'm like, reading and then I'm like oh that's an interesting idea and then I stop reading 
<laughs> that's like the story of my life. I know. I'm like, I'm kind of reading three books right now, but I'm like also doing other things. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So that's why I don't really have an answer for you. Um, what I do on my time off, though, is sometimes me and my partner, um, we go to a, a board game cafe and we play some board games. Oh, that sounds fun. That sounds like a really low key way of, of being in a social environment. Like, I like yeah. that a lot. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't actually have to talk with everybody else, but it's, you know, a nice little environment where you're around other people who you know are kind of like you. Um, and you might exchange a few words about, oh, is that game okay? Um, stuff like that. So it's, I really enjoy that, right? Because there's this idea that introverts can't be. Um, that we don't like the presence of other people, right? But that's not necessarily true. I think we just need to find a way to be around people and interact with people in a way that feels comfortable and, and um, good to us. Yeah, I really like that. I know for me too, I sometimes I, I really enjoy my alone time, but sometimes I just love going to a coffee shop and working. Yeah. And I really, the only person I'll interact with is the barista, right? But then it's just being in the presence of other people and being able to look up every now and then and see another human and not just my dog. Like it's, <laughs> it's really, really nice. And I, I like that um, kind of that variety in my day sometimes. So I think that's important. And I think too, for me, um, I don't know if you relate to this, but as an introvert, I, I find that like small talk is really something that's like draining for me. Like if I'm going to have a conversation with someone, I really want to like dive deep. And I think that's something that maybe is a little bit different about me personally or about introverts in general. But it's like when I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've had conversations with random people at like a dog park or whatever. And they ask me about the weather and then 30 seconds later, I'm asking them about like, what's your life purpose? You know, like, what do you, and so I think maybe that's something that that's different about, um, you know, not necessarily all introverts, but. Yeah, I think most introverts, at least the most introverts that I come across, um, don't like the small talk. So I think the reason for that is because, you know, we have such a limited Again, I'm, I'm getting into like these ideas of lack and I'm trying to <laughs> not get No, no, I hear you. Yeah. But, you know, we do have a limited um, amount of energy that can go for social activities and then we need our alone time to recharge. So small talk, at least for me and I think for many other people, feels like it's not very interesting way <laughs> to um, grow through that energy um, that we need to expand. So, you know, going into big talk is just so much more interesting to me. So um, I think that's one of the reasons why we tend to not like small talk is because, you know, it's not interesting. We've heard this before, like, you know, talk about the weather. Um, it's just not interesting. And so I think we tend to like the bigger ideas, the things that give us um, something to actually think about versus just uh, expending energy on being social for the sake of uh, being social. Mm -hmm. Have you found, I know you've done a lot of research on just introvert, being introverted and um, your own personal experience. Have you found, I'm not going to put you on the spot for a minute, but have you found that introverts are more or less likely to be a particular way um, in terms of like their, the things they do in their life or maybe some of the traits they have? Have there been any like common threads that, that you've seen or noticed? Hmm. I don't think so. I mean, I have seen some things like, you know, there seems to be a common theme between introversion and creativity, mm. things like that. Um, I tend to not 
like thinking in those terms though, just because mm-hmm. there's just so much variety in between yeah. the individual introverts that um, I like to talk more in like broad <laughs> strokes because there's also the risk of, you know, if you're saying, okay, introverts are all deep thinkers, if we're all into, um, you know, creativity, et cetera, et cetera. I think it can feel a little isolating for the people who aren't. Like, I Yeah, feel- that's such a good point. I really appreciate that, res- that perspective. That's a very good point. Yeah. Um, and I, I mean, I still do this constantly myself. Like sometimes I'll post something about, you know, introverts loving reading and then someone's like, I don't like reading. I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah. you're wrong. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> So, yeah, um, I tend to shy away from that. But in terms of just interesting um, studies, one of my favorite studies about introverts is um, they gave a set of introverts and a set of extroverts Ritalin, and they put them in front of a TV, and they had them watch some really boring um, movie about, or whether it was just, you know, I think it was only 10 minutes or something like that. Some short movie about um, nature. It was just like nature stills. Okay. Um, and then they sent them all home and they called them back. I think it was a week later, maybe, maybe two. And um, they put them in the same room. And the extroverts were like, hey, I'm going to be watching this cool video again um, about nature. And introverts just did not care. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I think that you know, that kind of gave me some validation about um, why I might not really, why I might really dislike parties, even though I might have an okay time once I'm there. Um, Because, you know, just for extroverts, they can remember that um, positive experience of being in a party versus introverts, they might not equate the party with that feeling of, um, you know, being okay and being in a nice social environment. They just might um, focus on, oh my goodness, what am I going to say? What am I going to talk about? I need to put on pants. I don't want to. <laughs> that is definitely a barrier for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That is interesting. I know you randomly just made me think of, um, I think it's a Swedish thing they do, but they have these, um, they're on Netflix now. They're called Slow TV. And it's just like hours and hours of like one of them is a train ride. One of them's like a fire going. Um, they're great for your dog. Like if you leave the house and you're like, uh-huh. you want to have something on. Um, but I thought that was interesting. And I was always curious, like what types of people would actually like watch that? Like we've, mm-hmm. we've thrown them on just for fun and sometimes they can be relaxing. But yeah, I think that's interesting. And I, I think too, it's, um, it's just interesting to see what we do with our alone time, right? Like mm-hmm. you, were sh- you were sharing, you know, your own experience of like, you know, maybe going to a social event or a party is kind of like there's that, um, maybe not anxiety, but there's the thoughts of, well, what, what am I going to say or who's going to be there? Where extroverts might be more like, oh my gosh, it's going to be great. And there's less questions. Yeah. But on the flip side, I, I sometimes hear from my really extroverted friends, like when they are going to have a night home alone or when plans fall through, then that's when they start asking those questions. Well, what am I going to do home alone? Or like, you know, what, it, like, what if the power goes out or like what they start at, you know, and as an introvert, those are things I never think of. It's like, oh my gosh, I'm going to have so much time to, you know, do all these things by myself and it's going to be great. So it's just really interesting to look at both sides. Yeah, it, it is. It's really interesting. And even though, you know, most uh, personality psychologists right now think it's of introverts and extroverts, and that's like a spectrum. There is, there can be really big differences. Like I, I just can't 
fathom like someone saying okay what am I going to do with my time alone like that does not make any sense to me (laughs) yeah I hear you I know sometimes I I have friends that are telling me about like oh I'm gonna like be home on a Friday it's gonna be the worst and I'm like oh man I'm jealous that sounds amazing (laughs) all about your perspective so (laughs) I really enjoyed this conversation with you it's really given me a lot of insight kind of on more things to consider and I always just love hearing from other introverts like what they do with their time like I'm gonna have to look for like a board game Mm. night or party that sounds like uh, well not party but like you know what I mean like outing that sounds fun but I'd love to hear um or I'd love to have you share kind of like where people can find you and what you have going on um in the world sure they can find me at introvertology.com I also have a new podcast called introverts talking business so you can check that out on iTunes Google Play or just go to introvertstalkingbusiness.com um I'm also on many social networks, not all of them, but a good portion of them as introvertology. Yay. Yes, definitely go check out all of Thea's work. I love it so much. And uh, I also really like your Facebook group too. That's a really fun oh, place. Yeah. So that's always really inspiring. And I like the lives that you do. And oh, thanks. It's really, really helpful. So thanks so much for being on the podcast today. Thank you for having me, Sarah. It was lovely talking with you. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode of the Mindful Productivity Podcast. As always, we have new episodes coming at you every single Monday right here. So make sure to tune back in for all of those. And as always, you can find all of the show notes and the resources mentioned in today's podcast, along with all of the links to everything Thea talked about by visiting mindfulproductivityblog.com slash podcast and looking for episode 41. Thanks so much for being here. And if you have been enjoying this podcast, feel free to leave a review on iTunes. I'd love to see what you think.